At the session meeting this week, our church leaders approved a plan for returning to in-person worship for Sunday, July 19th. I know you'll honor and appreciate the careful planning that's been made by our church to keep our members, worship leaders, and community safe. I know our church family will be especially mindful not to judge one another, to extend grace, and to continue hoping here, bringing hope here in our community. In fact, it will force us to be creative as we gather in these new and different ways. As pioneers of faith in our community, we, have, we still have a lot of pre-registration spots available, and it's required so we can make a kit for you and your family. Now, if you're on vacation that week, but want to still participate later, you can still do some of these things, the home part, on your own. We encourage you still to register register so we can reserve a kit for your family. Find the link to the register in your bulletin announcement and on our web. Ellie Smith will be the liturgist. So you're in for a treat. Please pray especially for the Presbyterian Church as the General Assembly meets this week as we nominated leaders, moderators last night. Continue to pray as they make far-reaching and important decisions this time in our lives. And now let us worship. join together in our call to worship this morning. Call to the Lord who hears our prayers. Sing to the Lord who delights in our songs. Wait for the Lord, the source of our hope. Worship the Lord who is worthy of our praise. Thank you. 
morning to honor God in all that we do, to confess and repent of the things that separate us from God's love, those times when we don't share grace. We come here sharing with one another, sharing with God those sins that make us incomplete. And now, let us together share in the prayer of confession. Faithful God, of course we will do everything you ask, even as we cross our souls behind our backs. Yes, we could go where people are suffering, but we like to be comfortable. Yes, we could be with others as they seek to endure life, but compassion is often hard to share. Yes, we could offer hope to the hungry and homeless, but we barely have enough for ourselves. Forgive us and have mercy on us. Remind us that is that Jesus came to listen to our emptiness, to comfort our grieving hearts, and to cast our death's power over us. Amen. And now let us silently confess our sins. Amen. We come here after sharing our sins, confessing them before God and one another. Knowing that Christ has made the ultimate sacrifice so that we can receive this bountiful grace, the peace that is upon us. Let us this week Know that Christ's peace stirs within us. Christ forgives us, giving us life, laughter, and hope. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen.
Let us join together in the unison prayer for illumination, praying together. Gracious God, we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. Make us hungry for this heavenly food, that it may nourish us today in the ways of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, the bread of heaven. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Romans, chapter 5, beginning with the first verse. Let us listen to the word of God. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disorderly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. who is, I think she's just four this year. So thank you, Ruthie, for sharing a special music message with your father, Tim, and with us. Our next scripture reading comes from the Old Testament, from Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. Let us listen to the word of God. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, my Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves and after you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf tender and good and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, There in the tent. 
Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I've grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, oh yes, you did laugh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to invite our children for a special children's message with Jay and Valerie. Let's hear what they have to say this morning. I love to laugh. Jay? Hey, did, did you know today is Father's Day? Yeah, did you? Not until this morning. Mom woke me up and handed me a card to take in to Dad. He thought it was cool. And your dad's name is Darren, right? Yeah, how'd you know that? Oh, you've mentioned it. Hey, I was wondering, what's your mom's name? Don't know. You don't? I, I think it's Elizabeth, but I'm not sure. Why not? Because Dad calls her Liz, and she's got this friend from college who calls her Beth, and her mom calls her Liza. So, I don't know. I call her Mom. It works. And did you do anything special for Father's Day? Pancakes. Hmm. Did you make them? Well, at first... Dad was helping me. We made one bigger than a plate. That's when Mom said we couldn't make any more pancakes. She finished making them. Oh, hey, but then I thought of you. Because Dad really, really wanted to tell me the Bible verses, but Mom wouldn't let him. Oh, no. Yeah, but then she went downstairs to get the clothes out of the washer, and he told me. All right. So, did he tell you about Abraham and Sarah? Well... Kinda. This is my dad we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Right. So, what did he say? Well, he told me about this Bible time stand-up comic named Jebediah the Jokester. They called him the Mesopotamian Madman. I guess he was pretty funny. So take my camel, please. <laughs> did you hear about Sarah? I'm telling you, Sarah was old. She's like great grandma old, but she's never had any kids. Sarah was so old, when this stranger said she was going to have a baby, she fell down laughing. <laughs> she was slapping the dirt in the tent. I'm telling you, Abraham was all like, oh, I'm sorry, so sorry she didn't mean it. Meanwhile, Sarah can barely breathe. She's laughing so hard. <laughs> you want to know what's really funny? 
the stranger is Joshua. That's right. It's the Lord. And he's like, hey, Sarah, why'd you laugh? You're going to have a son. And she's all like, I didn't laugh. And Joshua says, oh, yes, you did. And the joke is really on Sarah because the next year she has a son. to know where your dad went to church as a kid. Yeah, Grandma says he's always been a bit eccentric. Uh, I think that means weird. Well, he's not wrong. That's the story Pastor Jonathan read. Sarah was old. So was Abraham. And they'd never had any kids. But God had moved Abraham to a whole new land. And then he promised Abraham he was going to be a father of nations. So where does Sarah come in? Well, turns out she was going to be the mother of nations at like 90 years old. Whoa, that's older than my mom's mom's mom. I think I might have one too many moms in there. <laughs> so anyway, old. Yeah, did, did she really laugh at God? Well, to be fair, she thought he was a stranger. She didn't know it was God. But she laughed. Did he get mad? At first, she said she didn't laugh, even though she was just inside the tent and everybody heard her. I think he was joking around with her when he said, oh, yes, you did. That's wild. God jokes around? Sure he does. Haven't you ever seen a penguin or a platypus? I never thought about God joking around. He always seems so serious when he's telling people rules and stuff. Well, my mom, her name is Cindy, by the way, has a calendar with these pictures she calls God shots. They're like big mountains with the sun setting on them. Yeah, my mom has one like that, too. She got it from the insurance guy. Well, my mom says God is in all that stuff, but... That isn't the only place you find him. She says hearing a baby laugh is way better than seeing a mountain sunset. Or a good joke that makes you laugh so hard that you shake is better than a lake reflection. And all that stuff, that funny stuff, it comes from God too. Uh, and from Jebediah the jokester? Uh, not so much. You know what else is funny? No, what? Sarah named her baby... Isaac. And in Hebrew, Isaac means he laughs. Really? That is awesome. So you been to Walmart yet? Not inside. You? Nope. Hey, I gotta go. Dad says he wants to go mushroom hunting for Father's Day. I gotta hold the flashlight. Bye! <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, what a funny, good story about Abraham and Sarah. I think God's laughter is there and part of who we are at church. It seems sometimes like we're serious up here, but I think God's pretty funny. So if you like to laugh, that's a really good thing in our church. Let's wiggle, wiggle, wiggle those fingers and put them together and say an echo prayer together. Dear God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you for laughter. 
and for how you have always been there through the ups and the downs for Abraham and Sarah and you continue to be here with us in Jesus name we pray amen I love Sarah's laughter in this biblical scene because it helps me imagine her as a real-life person. It gives her dimension because, well, God's timing is really off. As Sarah listens intently to these strangers from within the tent, they finally tell Abraham that she's going to be pregnant soon. And upon hearing this, Sarah snorts with laughter as she brushes away her 89-year-old gray hair. I don't know about you, but I can imagine how this scene has come and unfolded. Early on in life, Abraham had this vision for the future. And at first, it was inspiring and exciting, so much so that he and Sarah were willing to give it all up and go for it. They left their families, their home, and they followed God into the unknown. I'm sure Abraham and Sarah imagined the endless possibilities, repeating this uh, refrain, I will make of you a great nation. Season after season of barrenness, it soon becomes exhausting, especially for Sarah, but even Abraham grows tired of it. And then Abraham receives another vision from God many years later, where God says that his descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And although Sarah plainly sees that God's plan still isn't bearing any fruit. She comes up with an alternate plan. Abraham, after 10 more years of barrenness, finally concedes to her idea. Yet when Ishmael's born, it doesn't quell the raging storm that's in Sarah's gut. In fact, it seems to have made things worse. And this is when she becomes real and not just a fable of a person. She gets that edge of realness, for it seems as though God has certainly pulled one over on them. They had left everything for God, and while they might be blessed with riches, they're both barren, literally and figuratively, because they have this void that never seems to go away. I would imagine that with her prime years well behind her, she's just given up on waiting for God any longer. She's always been a little salty, but now she's all salt. You know what that word salty? It describes a person who tells it like it is, letting go of the niceties. So today, when these strangers come to their home while Abraham's talking to them, she's not just going to be stuck in the kitchen all day. She's tired of hearing secondhand conversations from Abraham of these supposed visions he has. At 89 years, she discovers that he seems to have less than a solid track record. So with all her salt, Sarah comes to the edge of the tent to listen intently to what these strangers have to say to Abraham. After waiting her whole life long, she then finally hears it for herself. And this time, it's not from Abraham, but from complete strangers. She's been living with this void of barrenness so long that the only thing that's left to fill this void is her salty laughter. It's the, I will believe it when I see it kind of laughter. 
It's a great real story about a real couple who are pushed to the edge as they've gotten so tired of waiting for God. It's a story that celebrates those wait for it kind of moments. Those moments in life that the timing too often in life, doesn't it? God's timing is often so very off than our own timing. So if you've ever wondered if it's just you, it's not. According to the patriarch and matriarch of our faith, it seems like this is the way that God has operated forever. It's been like this for a very long time, so we've got to learn to roll with the punches. Saltiness and laughter might be able to help a lot of us as we follow God through this crazy thing called life. If you've ever asked God for something, it just might take a while. You know, Presbyterians have this speed tactic as well. Uh, Am I right? Uh, Before a decision, uh, we like to think about things a lot. If you're in a hurry at our church, you might be in a world of hurt. We send it to a committee. Maybe we form a task force. We get the best minds together. And then several months later, we come up with a detailed plan. One thing I tell folks as they join the church is that you can't check your brain. It does mean for some deep theological wrestling, which means saltiness and laughter and grace are important ingredients as we wait on God's guidance. Now, you know those times when you know it's going to be funny later, but it's not funny right now? I had one of those moments in college. After a long weekend at home, I was driving back to college. Since I had left later than I originally planned, I was very tired. And on the drive, in order to stay awake, I tried all the tricks I knew. I turned up the radio really loud. I ate something. I opened the windows. Then suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I saw flashing red and blue lights. I was speeding, and the officer ended up giving me my first ticket. By the time I returned to college, it was very late. I was tired. I was grumpy. As I opened my dorm room, ready to crash for the night, I found a surprise waiting for me. My room was absolutely trashed. Everything covered in toilet paper, a thousand foot string wrapped around everything this way and that. Now, normally this kind of prank would have been epic, but I was not a happy camper at the moment. I had the presence of mind to pull out my camera, taking photographic evidence of what just happened. But after taking pictures, I angrily throw away all the toilet paper I cut down all that darn string. The next morning, my friend snickered, but I just wasn't in the mood yet. I wasn't until the pictures were developed that I could finally laugh about it. My friends had pulled off this epic prank on me. Right now, it feels like God's timing is off, doesn't it? What is God doing in us and through us right now, especially when everything around us is impossible. I wonder sometimes if we'll ever look back at this time, will we ever be able to say anything good came from this? So much is happening right now. Maybe it's so crazy that all we'll have left is saltiness and laughter. And yet we must recognize the powerful moments in this biblical story. God was always with Abraham and Sarah, even though the timing seemed to be off. God never left them. And then finally, it was in the normal 
boring, no frills time of their life when God shows up as a stranger. And finally, at this time in her life, she, Sarah, becomes who she is. She's all salt. She's all real. And now when it seems as though God's timing is off, it's in this laughter that it's actually the right timing. Even when she has this baby at 90, she names him Isaac, which means laughter. Abraham and Sarah left everything. All they had was God's vision for their life. Finally, after what seems like an impossible journey, they're both a bit edgier and saltier and real. But now Sarah knows deep down in her core that anything is possible with God. So what's next for us? Even though the timing seems to be off, let's keep our ears close to the tent, waiting on God, rolling with the punches with much needed grace and laughter. We can even take photographic evidence along the way. And maybe one day, we'll surely say anything is possible with God. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now with one voice, I'll just share together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This is my fault.
Now let us join together, coming to God in prayer. God of mercy, you reach out to us in our distress and lift us up as a loving Father. You give us new life, and we are grateful. For some of us, this has been a wonderful week, but for others, trials and troubles seem to crowd into our lives. We ask your loving presence with all your people, O Lord. It's those who are in need of your healing care and love. We thank you that you reach out to all those who are on our hearts. Help us be a witness to the power of Jesus Christ to make those changes in our lives as we say the prayer Christ taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let's give of our tithes and our offerings and our whole selves to God. Now let us join together in the prayer of dedication. Touch these gifts, O God, with your manifold blessings. Touch our very lives that we may be instruments of your hope. May our gifts and our lives bring your healing, love, and compassion to a world in need. Amen. Shout to the north and the south, sing to the east and the 
deeper in love with you. You've learned the truth on our lips. Rise up, church, with broken wings. Fill this place up. Sing to the east and the west. Jesus is Savior to all, Lord of heaven and earth. God's timing sometimes feels so off. God is with us through all the ups and downs we face in life. And God in Christ brings us hope every hour and every day. Find laughter and joy surrounding each one of us, sometimes in those peculiar, frustrating moments. God is here with us. And now let us receive the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the bond of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. address for our First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois. It's 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, zip code 62650. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can reach us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. Our webpage is www.firstpresjacks.org. Our Sunday services start at 10 a.m., but we come on the air at 10.45 with a slideshow. We invite you to come and view us live on Facebook on Sundays. Leave a comment. Enjoy a great sermon by Jonathan and Warren and whoever is the special music for that day. God bless. <laughs>